This is the Kona Edge, the home of Ironman triathletes who dream of qualifying for the World Championships on the Big Island. Welcome back onto this edition of the Cone Edge. Time to chat some swimming, and we head to North Carolina to catch up with a returning guest, Megan Fullnow, uh, onto the podcast. Before I do that, though, just a huge thank you to everyone who is supporting the Cone Edge by becoming a patron. Uh, we have reached halfway, just past halfway, on our first goal. And uh, the first goal is basically to help me cover costs, that uh, it's not costing me money to uh, put this podcast out on a daily basis. There's obviously lots that goes into it, uh, transcribing, we need uh, editors, uh, there's obviously hosting. And uh, yeah, if uh, you would like to help uh, pay the bills, literally a dollar a month uh, is what you can uh, pledge. Obviously, you can do more. There's more benefits for you if you do do more. But uh, go check it out. That's theconeedge.com forward slash support. Thanks again to everyone who is uh, helping out and uh, a patron of the show. Yeah, much love uh, to you. Before we get into today's interview with Megan, let's uh, squeeze uh, over to our coach's corner. It's time for today's Coach's Corner. If you're an athlete looking for a coach, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, we've got access to some of the best triathlon and Ironman coaches around. If you'd like to find out more, uh, hook up with one of our coaches, whether you need help with a swim, bike, run, or nutrition, all you have to do is head over to theconeedge.com forward slash coaching. You can get all the details there. Check out all the coaches that uh, we've got access to. And don't forget, too, if you are a coach and you would like to get access to uh, the podcast and get uh, a bit of a plug on the podcast, all you have to do is head over to that same URL, okay? It's theconeedge.com forward slash coaching. Uh, scroll down to the bottom of the page and you can get all the details there. So that's theconeedge.com forward slash coaching. Megan, let's talk the swim. You you mentioned that it's not the, the strongest of the three disciplines uh, for you. You've got a, a pretty good, uh, if you look at your, your sort of personal record swim times, you, you've got a pretty fast one. I, I don't know if that uh, swim in New York was the fastest one you ever told us about. It's a sub-50. You, you've got to be pretty decent even with a current to swim a sub-50 swim. So uh, your swim can't be that bad. Well, I'm definitely not a sub-50 swimmer. That was totally because of the current. <laughs> <laughs> I think I fooled you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty decent time. But let's talk about the swim. Uh, growing up, I mean, you, you mentioned that you're too insistent yourself with it with a diving course. Uh, a couple of years ago, you needed to do like a, a swim ability test to make sure that you wouldn't drown while diving and you nearly failed that. But uh, <laughs> from a swimming perspective, is it something that's come pretty natural to you or, or is it something you've had to work on pretty hard? Swimming did not come naturally at all, even just with my athletic background. I mean, they were all land sports and ball sports and more hand-eye coordination. So, yeah, swimming definitely didn't come naturally for me. I know I told you in that first episode how I literally failed a swim test and couldn't go scuba diving. So <laughs> definitely come a long way. But and sometimes it's hard for me to get in the water. I kind of dread it. I like sit on the edge of the pool for a few minutes. But eventually, once I jump in, I, I really do like it. And it's been great joining a master's class. And I think that's been super helpful because I was actually, I now, you know, have a coach on deck that can give me some technique advice because I was never properly taught how to swim. So I kind of just jumped in and 
yeah, so that has really helped. Well, well if it makes you feel any better, a, a very good friend of mine is a, is a very decent triathlon coach here in South Africa. And, and he says that if somebody comes yeah. to him as an adult and they want to, to take up the sport of triathlon and they want to be competitive, he says if, if he has to teach them to swim, if they didn't play ball sports as a kid, so, so if they didn't play yeah. tennis or football or whatever it was, he said they are absolutely rubbish. He says having that background from a ball sports perspective oh, makes a huge difference just because that hand-eye coordination and, and body awareness is, is in place, which is, which is fantastic. So you might not have a swimming background, but you've got a competitive tennis background, and that's definitely, I think, probably helped, <laughs> helped your swim. Let's talk about the Masters, the, the, the swim squad. That is, is probably one of the, the keys that I think people discount often, that they don't think swimming in a group like that is going to help their swim, but it, it does. What, what are some of the benefits that you've got swimming in a Masters group? Well, I would say the first benefit is having a coach on deck and our coach is great. She has, she swam for Chapel Hill and just knows her stuff and she can give some good technique help, which is really important because swimming is such a technical sport. And so if you can just make one little change, you can, that can definitely pay huge dividends. So that's been helpful. And also it's helpful for me to have others to push me because a lot of times if I'm just swimming on my own, I don't think I push myself hard enough. So it's been good from that way. And then also we get him some pretty good volume, which if I was swimming on my own, I probably wouldn't be doing as long of sets or anything like that. So I would say it's kind of the combination of all that. How, how many swim sessions would you typically do in a week when, when you're training in a, in a big training block for, for a Kona or for an Ironman, sort of an A race? So we, my sister coaches me and we actually started something different and increased my swim frequency, which I think was huge for my training for my last Ironman. So I did, I was swimming four to five days a week instead of three days. And I think that extra one or two days really, really helped for sure. It's so funny you say that because that's popped up a, a couple of times that, that even though you may not be increasing the volume, just having the, the increased right. frequency improves your feel in the water. And, and that uh, I've exactly. just heard has, has made a huge, huge difference. Is, is that what you've done? Not necessarily push the volume up, but just the frequency so that you're in the water more often? Exactly. I've just had more frequency. I mean, because we're racing against people who have swam, you know, growing up since they were five years old and in college, you know, I mean, there's, they probably say I'm like, I mean, I can't even imagine how many yards they would put in a, a week. So, I mean, it's not like you can compare yourself to them, but it's important. I think just as a new swimmer to just have that frequency, cause it helps you get that good feel of the water and just helps with technique. And I don't know. I mean, I remember back in my tennis days, if I would miss a day of tennis practice, I felt so rusty and like my stroke was all off. And so I kind of compare that with swimming. I think that swim frequency really for sure helps. And it's also can be good active recovery mm -hmm. too. Absolutely. As far as workouts go, what sort of things do you love doing in the pool and what do you think sort of really helps you swim better? That's a good question. Well, my parents live up at the lake, so I love going to their place and doing some open water swims. And I think that's really helpful before a race just for specificity. And then in the pool, I like a combination of endurance and speed kind of maybe broken 500s or where you might do a 500 at an endurance effort, then 
five times 100 descent, then 10 times 50 hard. So I kind of like those combination workouts and then repeat that set. Fantastic. Well, Megan, thank you so much for your time here on the Cone Edge today. I look forward to chatting about your bike next time out and we'll, we'll save it for then. Cheers. Cheers. And that's it for another edition of the Cone Edge. Thank you for joining me. I'm Brad Brown. Before I leave, a uh, quick iTunes review for you. If you haven't left one yet, uh, we're giving away an Ironman entry and uh, you stand the chance of winning that by just uh, leaving us a review on the iTunes. You can get to theconeedge.com forward slash win to find out more about that contest. But uh, we've got a review in from Hodak I am to be in the United States. Uh, it says, inspirational must I take a little something from every one of the podcasts to inspire, improve, and motivate me in my training journey. Brad asks the follow-up questions that are on the tip of my tongue. He's wonderfully curious and humble. There's no cost, but uh, if you continue to listen, you'll want to become a supporter of this podcast, even in a modest way. It feels bad to keep taking away and not giving back. Kodak, uh, you're a star. Thank you so much. If you feel like Kodak does, you're more than welcome to become a patron of the show. Head over to theconaedge.com forward slash support. Until tomorrow, have yourself a great one. Cheers. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Kona Edge. If you want to improve your swim, be sure to check out our next free live online swim seminar. Get to thekonaedge.com slash swim seminar to sign up now.